Hi and welcome to Boom It's on the Blockchain. We are in our 66th show, believe it or not, and we have our regular cybersecurity guest, John O'Malley. How's it going, John? Good. How about, How about you, you, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, good. So, well, we're just cracking the show. I know Daniel's going to come in as well, so let's uh, bring that in. Let me... Yep. So the first topic we're talking about is Silicon Valley workers being replaced by artificial intelligence. Give us your feedback on that then, John. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, honestly, not everybody's going to be replaced. Some majorities might, some people will, but for the most part, not everybody's going to be replaced. Uh, somebody still has to feed AI and update it. There's always going to be things that you have to manually go look at. They're making a big story out of something small because it's a new piece of uh, evidence coming. I understand like Microsoft, Facebook, all of them are laying people off. It's because they're losing money, not because of AI. But the you know articles we're reading is that once they come back to hire, are they mm -hmm. going to hire in the same ways they've laid off? Or do you think no, they're, they're not going to hire in the same ways. No. I promise, I promise you. you. Um, they're going to hire, hire in small, small spurts, spurts to make, make it unnoticeable, but they're going to hire her back here shortly. So they go through this periodically where they fire a bunch of people, hire slowly, fire a bunch of people, and then hire slowly again. Yeah, so let's bring in the first article that was in Blockworks this year that, you know, Meta have just posted their Q4 2022 results, and... His obsession with AI doesn't look too good there. I lost $4.3 Yeah, yeah I, kind I kind of wish I had that money. <laughs> so let's be honest there. Um, yeah, they're going to lose money as restrictions come down and they have to start changing things. That's one part. AI, artificial intelligence in this area is going to change dramatically. So they'll lose a little bit there. Um, he's going to make it back in stocks. He's going to make it back in, you know, couple, couple weeks, weeks like he like always, he always does. does but, but overall, overall it's, it's people changing how they function how they, how they run, run ads, ads and things like that on facebook that's, that's the cause of this yeah so it's basically advertising revenue more than anything else it's yes, causing sir. this as well so but let's let's bring in let's move on to what's you know what's behind this is open ai launches chat gpt so, you know, this is now making the news everywhere. You know, are we all going to be replaced by this? Can you give a bit of overview of how it actually works? So AI, AI is, is programming, programming that people, that people put, together put together or request, request information, information and it goes and looks and finds find solutions and answers. answers. Um, um, it's, it's a, a giant, giant database, database on the backside, the way to way think of it. Of um, are we are going we to be replaced, replaced by it? it? No. no. Is it being used for the right things? Yes. Is it being used for the wrong things? Most definitely. Uh, people are using it to hack businesses. People are using it to find uh, different things to run codes and commands against a business. But there's a lot of people going out there to do research and try to learn. Um, think of it as a modified search engine that allows you to give more direct more information, information instead of you having to look for the information you need. Right. So so who's actually behind the chat, GBT? Um, there's a there's couple a different, different people. people. I know, I know Microsoft's, Microsoft's got, got some play, play in it. it. Amazon, Amazon says they've had some play in it. it. 
so it's so really it's the really big, big boys, boys that are involved, involved in it, in it. Um, um, but, but the, I, forget I forget the exact name, name of the group, group that says they own it, it. But, but their data, data comes, comes from, from everybody, everybody to collect, to collect into, into this. this. Right, okay. And then what aspects of business? Because I know, you know, already your chat box is on websites mm-hmm. that you're coming up there. They're now getting replaced. So, you know, I used live chat in the past, but that's yep. manually operated. Yeah, you can send out emails, stuff like that. But what I found even going into like Bank of America, uh, the other day I was going with like out with their normal opening hours. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's like I'm onto one of these chat boxes. But amazing thing with it is it's actually answering a lot of questions you want to find out. You know, it's just, you can't just put in live agent and get through to someone anymore. It's like, you've got to deal with a chat box. But once you get over that sort of annoyance, (laughs) they're actually becoming quite intuitive to what they're actually answering. So the mind of the chat chat is growing growing every day. day. And And what what they're they're doing, doing, they're taking taking the most most common common answers that people are doing in and putting putting those up front. Because everybody's going to know, want to know a balance. Everybody's going to want to know what the last item came out of their checking account. So those are simple routine things. And that allows them to hand off other tasks to their tellers for those unique uh, perspective on somebody who wants to make an IRA transfer or open a mortgage account. You know, those like those things require an invention, but just checking your everyday account or reordering a new debit card or credit card, that's something IA can do. And so you're going to see more of that on the lower end of stuff and replacing just the live feed there so it can develop and give free time to other bigger important things. So let's talk about Amazon going into automation. You know, they're already saying that you're going to get your Amazon delivery in drones shortly. You know, <laughs> you know whether that's going to be, you know, it's like everything. You don't believe it's going to happen until actually it does happen. It does happen. Yeah. But will that be using artificial intelligence to do it? Or will people be controlling these drones? How's that Make sure of both. Uh, somebody's, somebody's got to program, program that flight pattern to that house and back. back. And then they've got to keep regularly which one's charging, which one's not charging. So there's going to be a bit of a mixture of that. So the artificial intelligence, if you order every single day and it says, oh, look, you've ordered 500 packages, IA can take care of that because we know the routine. But if you're a new person, somebody's got to come in and configure that new launch, that new thing. If you update your addresses and things like that, somebody's got to verify it and then send it over to the IA for new groups and pushes. So you're going to see the hands on both sides. But AWS itself has been automating a lot of things on the simple task of every day, changing secrets inside AWS, AMS, updating, you know, not, not just, just their, their Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime, but their video, video service, service is controlled, controlled by IA and human, human intervention. intervention. Yeah, AI. I think you're saying IA. But AI. Oh, yeah, so AI. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's okay. That's okay. I get confused as well. So, because if you think of Amazon now, you know, anytime I go and have any problems with Amazon, their customer service is actually really good compared yes. to, say, like Microsoft. Oh, yes, oh, you know, dramatically different. It's dramatically better. It's like, and then 
they want to work with you. And then what I find is nearly everyone I speak to in Amazon, it's out to India or the Philippines. It's very yeah, rarely I deal with anyone in the US now with Amazon. So it's like, and then I've got to hand it to them. You like the customer service is really good from India now as well. So it's like how much customer service is just going to keep moving further and further afield in terms of doing this, or are they going to start to try and bring more automation in to replace these people as well? Make sure of both, to be honest. So customer service is going to continue moving outside the United States because the cost of living in the United States is getting higher and higher. Where places like India and the Philippines, it's not really changing that much. So it's easier to hire two or three people from there than it is to hire one U.S. citizen. Uh, so you're going to see that growth there. Um, will you see I involved in this? Yes, dramatically. Answering the simple questions, the routine stuff, where's my package, can I reorder, you know, can I get an update on my stuff, that's all going to be driven by IA. It's when the package goes missing or the package is crushed, then you need that human intervention into it. Okay, perfect. Look, look, we've, got, we've got a guest coming in here. He's disappeared again. I thought Daniel was about to pop in as well. But we've actually got a quick comment coming in here as well. So, you know, jobs will be uh, elevated using AI. Human beings still manage and builds those AI ML programs. So yes, just yes. explain a little bit more about the, that comment. Okay. okay. So, so humans, humans are still, still managing, managing what the AIs AI do and, and where, where they get they their information. information or what they are allowed to say. That is still human intervention. That's still code stored in a database on the backside that somebody says, when you get this part, you look for this, and you answer it this way. You're always going to have humans interventioning or managing the AI builds. But the AI is directed to the customer or the person that's asking a routine Elevate, uh, ele routine job for this. So if we're thinking about like, you know, the military in the U.S., mm -hmm. obviously, you know, we spend over a trillion dollars a year in military in the U.S. But, you know, when you come to this sort of technology and we talk about drones, we talk about AI, and everything's sort of been developed in the military first before it becomes sort of commercial use and we start using this. So how far in advanced do you think the military are in terms of drones using AI and what they're using for, you know, essentially military experiments prior to us actually all using it? Well, I would say it's the difference. In the civilian world, you're seeing more AI driving consumer businesses than you do actually applications inside the military now. So it's actually reverse of what you think it is. Amazon is pushing it out to the customers before it's actually in the military hands. Uh, artificial driving of vehicles is done by the customer base, not the military side. The military still hasn't fully grasped on that. So it really is to now that the customers drive what the military gets. Right. And if you think about you know automation and self-driving cars, you know, once full self-driving vehicles come in, there's going to be so many jobs in America lost to this. You know, suddenly you think of Uber and all that. You know, at what point do you think Uber is going to be self-driving and then suddenly there they won't are. be that? So, so Uber's, Uber's investing, investing into this because 
it gives them more money without having to hire extra people. Tesla's involved in this because then it gives them more control of what goes across the network and control across the world. Just about everybody's investing in this. Yes, we're going to lose taxi drivers. We're going to lose Uber to a sense. And we're going to lose, you know, the businesses of those. But those people can be trained to do something else. And then the automation for this is just going to develop more and more. And, and then what piece is the blockchain going to p play in this? Because I always oh, think the, the that, blockchain that's underpins be, everything. Yeah, yeah this is going to hold all this together. together. When, when was the last update? Did it get the the blocks that go for the new construction that's coming out? Did it get the blocks for when a new bridge is put in? Uh, when you start looking at mileages on this thing, how do you blockchain those mileages, putting those uh, sensors every 3,000, 5,000 to ensure that they get, you know, the proper oil change or the batteries in the blockchain itself will grow for EVs because there's so much development that you can blockchain those batteries, then you tie them to that car. So if somebody tries to take them, you don't lose that. Yeah. And you're thinking about, you know, I know President Biden's talking about putting 600,000 charging stations in, you know, in the next All across the United States. Yeah, yep. yeah. And so all across the United States. And that's all going to essentially be in a blockchain tracking that. These vehicles that are going to be auto, uh, through automation will be connecting to that. And all mm -hmm. that's going to be underpinned and the data is all going to be held on the blockchain. Yes. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. yeah. That, that is, is the goal. goal. That, that is the push. Uh, that, uh, that way, way we can ensure everything's accounted for when something goes wrong or right. We have a history of it. We know where it went bad, where it did good. A lot of that. So there's a lot of things that can go on in this blockchain to help grow these EVs in the future. Right. Okay. So let's have a look. There's another question coming just now as well. Uh, let's see. Using AI ML, we can build intelligent cybersecurity monitoring systems, which help identify potentially suspicious activity in the entire software development coding process. Mm -hmm. CICD is growing in the code development and adding AI to check to see if the code is there, check to see if the code is safe and secure, or if it's got a gap. That's where AI is coming in inside our development. And it just doesn't happen there. We can use, and we are using AI to protect networks for intrusion prevention, viruses that are commonly known to cut them off before they even start. Uh, we're using this in cybersecurity to even monitor, you know, traffic that comes in and out of somebody's house. So it's there already. Yeah, it's just the application and basically yep. adoption of it. Yep, yep, letting people understand that everything, everything is there now. Yeah, and that's why the cybersecurity industry is essentially growing so fast. Yes, sir. And like, it's probably the fastest growing aspect of software right now, I would think. It's one, one of them. them. It would it be honestly a toss-up toss between EV technology, technology cybersecurity, blockchain, and, and future development. development. I would I say would those say four are growing. growing. Each one of them is their own pillars. pillars. But they, but they do, do have, have a play, play into cybersecurity. Cyber okay. 
All right, perfect. Okay, well, thank you very much for the questions coming in there just now from Arundhati. So let's bring up our next topic we were going to talk about today as well. Um, TikTok data security protocols. I think by us covering that title, somehow we've not been allowed to publish on LinkedIn today. <laughs> but we'll share it afterwards anyway. So it's making the news in a big way right now. You know, again, uh, the TikTok CEO's heads to Washington, to the House. He's under questions for this. You know, there's been a few bills put on the floor to try to stop TikTok. I know uh, ex-President Trump was against it, thinking they're using this for spyware. What are your thoughts on TikTok to begin with then? So personally, we don't allow it in my house. It's blocked by the firewall. It's blocked by the wireless. I lock it down on my daughter's technology. They can't get to it. Uh, personally, there's a lot of dangers with it, just with the trends that are killing each other and things like that. But on the security side, they ask for permission to so many unique things that they don't need to ask permission for. And I understand that like a flashlight app will ask for permission to my contacts and things like that. Really don't need it. But TikTok goes beyond that. They actually want to copy my phone and they want to send it anything that's updated overseas. So there is a lot of security scrutinization on this because the data is misused and abused for even little kids to grown adults. So, so if you're thinking TikTok, but then a lot, obviously you've, you know, the big companies that are pushing agenda against TikTok as well are like Google, Google, Meta, you know, we talked about Zuckerberg losing 4.3 billion, but a lot of what he's lost is that a lot of the advertisers and advertising mm -hmm. revenue have moved from Facebook, have moved from Instagram because his models seem older, especially for younger generation. You know, they're not the younger generation is not yeah. using Facebook anymore and right, they right. still use Instagram. But even then, you know, they might use Instagram reels they are on it there, but they are coming off that and they're all going to TikTok. So the ad revenue is started to move away. Yeah, yes. yes, TikTok is huge. And that's because there's so much more leniency. So the ad companies pay directly. There's not a lot of overhead. These people create followers and develop, you know, short videos that use green people and things like that to make things look real that aren't technically real. And so there's a lot of development that you can do in TikTok. That's why it's driving up that way. Um, it makes people feel unique in that aspect where Facebook, you're putting everything on there. And so it humanizes everybody instead of superpowers people. Yeah. And it's also the fact that, you know, Facebook, you're sharing your life. Yes. You know, when you're doing that. Instagram, it's similar. You're doing that type thing. TikTok, you can just sort of browse away. And I, I just think this algorithm of like, every it, the longest you're going to watch something for is a minute anyway and you're just flicking and flicking and flicking and flicking and it's just an easy way to consume content <laughs> on this and then i think what's interesting about it is people are making originally it was people doing that sort of as a bite dance the uh, the, the company yeah, the dances, that originally did, yep. they were doing the dancing bite dance was the the company that originally was tiktok and um, 
parent company. So people are using it for that. And then suddenly it's like, well, wait a minute, you can watch bits of movies and movies cut up and all that information's coming through. So what I'm finding when I'm actually using uh, TikTok, and I, you know, I, I'm on TikTok every day, by the way, everybody, because I'm releasing a lot of videos and stuff like that and chopping up what we do. And I have no rhyme or reem, you know, which ones go viral, which ones don't. And, you know, right, it can right. be frustrating that I'm trying to release some content <laughs> and I get 200 people watching it. And then next thing, you know, a little kid's dancing and they've got like 2 million. But, you know, that's what people want to watch, not listen to John and I talk about cybersecurity <laughs> protocols. Yeah, but well, people... we just can't get dancing kids. Dan- or, dancing you know, kids, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or AI-generated dancing kids. Yeah, but yeah. The, it, it basically is changing the way kids use it. it, it yes, it. yes. And, and, and apps, and I find it's an app. When I look at it now, it's like, if I go to like Reels and stuff on Instagram, I don't really stay in it that long. You know what I mean? I, I'll have yeah, a look yeah. at the stuff. It's just like, oh, quick, flick, flick through. But this thing just sucks you in. Yeah, and, and the part, and of, the part of the content in the, the algorithm, algorithm is it changes. changes. So, so we're Instagram, you're going through similar things. things. And TikTok, you might have one dancing, the next one maybe somebody doing wood lumber, or three, the next one is, you know, watching cats. It changes so much, it keeps you entertained. Versus, you know, like Instagram, it's the same thing, you're within the same area. Um, Google Shorts have become a, a, in the news lately over the same thing that TikTok is doing. You know, just little short 30 second videos. Constant rotation of data and viewing so you can grow and things. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's amazing from that perspective. But now here's the worry from the data breach side of things. So if you think about the information that we are giving out to these social media companies right now. Mm-hmm. So I know at the start of the year, Meta was fined I think, nearly $500 million in Germany for essentially selling your data. You know, so it's, and, and it seems to be breach. It's not even a breach. It's just like they're taking the data you've got and they're reselling it in different jurisdictions where it seems to be yep, yep. allowed to do this. So why is TikTok worse? And then what, you know, Google, uh, Meta, these guys are doing. What's worse about TikTok than John? Um, really, um, really, truly the, the worst, worst is how, how they, they control, control the data. Um, it's just just all open, open. so you you can can just get get whatever whatever you want. want. Where Google and Facebook have been cited years ago and had to restrict early enough that they were controlling content to stay out of being trouble, but TikTok is not doing that. They're just letting it run wild. And, you know, selling data is everybody sells data. Whether they violate it or not, get caught violating it or not, they're doing it. Facebook sells everything. Microsoft sells everything off LinkedIn. Everything on TikTok is so constantly. So people are selling it. It's just those that get caught get in trouble. Um, with the Microsoft thing, if you didn't hear, they got kicked out of all the school systems because in Europe, because they were selling kids' data under the age of 18. Where TikTok is centralized in a unique area, it just sells because everybody signs a legal warranty coming on that they know they can do whatever they want because they tell you that right in their warning as you download the app. Right, okay, that makes sense. Here's another question in as well. 
there. So, so blockchain secures the data using smart contracts and using analytics, we can monitor and predict accuracy as well. So what's your overview of that comment coming in? Thanks again. Uh, yes, uh, yes, smart, smart contracts, contracts are the way of the future. future. They're short, they're, they're quick. quick. Using the analytics to predict and see where the data, data goes is always going to be there. And we can mar monitor and predict within, you know, milliseconds going into the future. Uh, TikTok does that. Uh, Microsoft does that. Google does that now to stream higher content that they get more ads with versus, you know, slow down the context that they're not making as much of ads. So, you know, that video of that person that's getting dancing for 2.3 million people is going to hit your scroll more often than the one video of 500 people seeing it because they have more ad content money coming in that video than the slow one does. So they are using the smart contract and blockchain already to predict that. Yeah. And then, you know, we're using smart contracts for so many things anyway now. You know, we were mm -hmm. talking about it in a previous podcast about 10 years from now, there won't be such a thing as an invoice. It'll all be replaced right, right. by smart contracts. And for people to understand out there, uh, what will happen is everything will be agreed up front. And when, say, goods or services appear on site or when you've completed the task, the smart contract will be executed and you'll automatically be paid. And it won't only be just be in a sort of open source or open blockchain, these will be in permission blockchains as well yes. of everyone that's working on the project. So, so people can think about the security aspect of that. But really that's gonna have a huge shift in terms of how companies operate because a fixed cost, which is a, an administration cost, you know, mm -hmm. most companies, when they merge together, they try to remove fixed costs. So when they normally right, right. merge, it's not a variable cost. Variable costs change. Yeah, I'm going to merge with this other company. We only need one building instead of two. But a fixed cost is back-end administration team. But you're thinking 10 years from now, these people won't be called that. There won't be a section for invoicing. There won't be essentially an accounting department. Or well, the they'll still will be, be very there. Small. It'd be It'd just, just, they won't, they be, won't called be called accounting. They'll be they'll called be the smart contract administrators or something like that. that. They're, They're still, still going to be there. Their job is just going to functionality change because that money's still got to be accounted for just like the big thing with the IRS. You know, you're still going to have to pay your taxes one way or another. It's just how you do it and how it's done may be a different aspect. Yeah, but the, the um, say credit control is going to disappear though, John. Yeah. So that's yep. an aspect of it. The thing people, you know, 30 days, invoice is not paid. Okay, what's happening next? Yep. That yep. whole aspect is going to start to go. And yes, that, I it think will. Where smart contracts will come in. And that'll make a big change. And there's a lot of, you know, older generation people who work as the accountants doing the credit control. You know, there you young people don't like credit control. It's, you know, I've worked with some people in the past, back in the oil industry in Aberdeen, and you know, it's usually it's like someone who looks like a granny, but she's a sort of like you know a badass granny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's a badass granny going you know, chasing the chasing the debts yeah. for the company. You know, usually BP Shell, what they why they're not paying us. So, but it's going to change. But then, really, the big companies are wanting to push this technology in because they, you know, even though it might mean money in their bank account that's less, it's, it's, a, it's essentially a fixed cost that they see that they can remove. 
Yes, it is. And I think that's what this technology is starting to do with the blockchain is it's going into different aspects of fixed costs that are coming in. Let me see. We had we had Daniel saying he didn't come in. Let's see if we can get him in time. Daniel, how are you? Doing good, John. Doing well. Thank you. Perfect. So we're just so we're just coming up to the end of the show, though, Daniel. So it's uh, but we'll we'll get your feedback on TikTok and the data security pro, uh, protocols because I know you're a cybersecurity expert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, you're hearing in the news of TikTok. Again, with the data security controls, uh, a lot of issues there um, from a cybersecurity perspective. Um, I haven't had a chance to look much into it, but just watching the news, right? Obviously, you know, relating to um, you know, thinking that China is spying through TikTok, TikTok on its users here in America. Um, I do, I do think, think there, there needs to be better, better controls control centered around uh, the use of TikTok. TikTok. You know, all social media platforms, particularly when it comes to the security protocols, uh, uh, they're pretty weak, actually. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's sort of like we're putting a bandage on top, right after, you know, once everything hits the fan, and when you're adding security after. Um, it, it does make it challenging to 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 establish solid security uh, uh, measures in place and, and using these uh, social media platforms like TikTok and et cetera. Um, that's just my take on it. Yeah, I also think that um, you know we'll just force them to have more and more U.S. representation. You know, so exactly. you know once you're a U.S. company and you're now we can start to enforce the rules. But when you're just operating out in China or somewhere else, it, it's difficult to enforce any sort of rules. It's a bit like uh, exactly. IP. You know, it's just, yeah, you know, I've got this thing, uh, intellectual property rights of this. I've developed some technology. You know, in the US, you can actually enforce that. Europe, you can enforce that. But it's pretty difficult if some guy in Beijing has stolen your ideas. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to enforce them to do that? But mm -hmm. then what it does do is if they're bringing the technology back into the U.S., that's when they can stop them selling into this, you know, and you're, you're finding that definitely in terms of technology development and things like that exactly. as well. So, and so I think potentially that might help with TikTok as well as coming in. I, I definitely don't want to ban it because, you know, I've just started to get a few followers and stuff. So, you know, it's just uh, we're up to about 8,000, 9,000 likes, about 4,500 mm -hmm. followers. Uh, we're starting to get more and more of the crypto people starting to follow us on TikTok. And then what I'm doing for people out there is to let them see little snippets of information. And, you know, what I find is anything that I keep under 20 seconds, it can get quite good views. And the, the algorithm sort of works in terms of the entire view. So if you keep it short, people are more likely to watch the whole thing. Whereby if you keep it yeah. longer, and it might be interesting, and yeah. then it comes in there. But then what I find with YouTube Shorts is, is sometimes it's a little bit different because some of the YouTube yeah. Short ones, they want mm -hmm. you to have the full minute, you know, yeah. but then they've limited it at a minute as well. So again, it's just one of those things. It's, you know, how does it develop from there? But, you know, even our last podcast, there was some of our YouTube short clips. We're actually getting, you know, 500, 700 views, you know, which is, 
and you look to maybe a thousand people watch the podcast otherwise, mm -hmm. but 700 people watch this 15 second, 20 second clip. Yeah. But then you can do the next thing and you think, oh, that's going to be interesting. And three people watch it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, uh, it, it, just the way it sort of works in terms of doing that. And if you pay for advertising, uh, that obviously helps as well. So uh, I need to increase my advertising budget for that, you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, but then what's his name? Uh, he might let yeah. me start advertising Meta again after yeah. losing 4.3 billion. I'm still on the, the banned list right now, you know, so I don't know why that is. So it's, well, well, um, you may be on the ban list now, but eventually you'll come back. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I was, uh, and I was on the, um, the warning list in TikTok for a while as well. And that was actually just talking about cannabis industry. And it was somebody in talking about the industry and just the size of industry, nothing else. And it was, so I had to write this email to them and then they sent something back. It was actually quite good in a way because you're actually communicating with someone. So they send it back and forward. Where the problem is if you're actually trying to speak to Facebook, it's like you send them an email and it's just like, link, read this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, send all the information. But it's amazing. You're, you, I think people have to realize that you know, cybersecurity, your own data protocols, it's going to become bigger and bigger going forward. And the chances of you getting hacked are going to increase more and more, specifically by you using these apps longer, you know. So, so what is, there's a final point here. Oh, wait a minute, we've got uh, Dathi's come back with another question. Let's see. An anti-money laundering AML platform for cryptocurrencies that aim to prevent illegal activities through the use of crypto token data monitoring tracking geared toward AML over the blockchain. So he's just explaining a little bit in terms of um, AML, KYC, and the benefits of that for you investing in cryptocurrencies. Have you got anything to add to that, guys? Yeah, uh, you know, machine learning artificial intelligence um particularly when it comes to cybersecurity, uh which is a hot topic ai and cybersecurity, right without really getting too technical but just the high level overview is just you kind of feeding the the ai within its knowledge base everything you know every vulnerability you know, within its knowledge base, knowledge base relating to DDoS attacks, DOS, what they are. Put these definitions in that knowledge base of the AI and let the AI predict these, the machine itself. Machine learn these things, and particularly you can predict when you are uh, about to experience uh, or on to or embark on some type of breach um, to, to happen. Right, uh, just just like the IBM Watson, right? With the the, the IBM Watson, you feed this knowledge base of everything, all the healthcare uh, anatomy to the, the human being. Put that in its knowledge base, and everything that you know relating to doc, you know, the issue relating to the human, the problem, certain issue going on, in that in that. And it's that Watson, it knows to, to kind of give you that information. Uh, cybersecurity is the same way. You can do that same thing. Put in its knowledge base, all of the vulnerabilities. Now, again, you know, obviously threat actors, they're advanced, but let the machine learn these, put it in its knowledge base, and can pretty much predict, you know, certain type of uh, vulnerabilities and, and, and threats. 
uh, particularly on the blockchain, as well as the, the, the network itself, right? Um, AI and cybersecurity has huge potential, and that's what Aridati means when she's speaking of machine learning and AI, right? Artificial intelligence, sort of letting, it's, it's like a, I, I like to use the term federated learning because that's what it is. It's learning, you know, this type of unstructured type data and, and then you kind of pull from it and uh, it does this analysis, predicts for you, right? Um, just on yeah, a final note coming in there, Daniel, I've just brought in Skynet uh, yep. from um, the, the original AI. It, mm-hmm. When Arnie was in it, it was a lot better. I didn't like the guy who was that sort of liquid metal okay. guy that could copy what you look like, you know. But if you think of Terminator, and that came out in like 1985, this is the fear for most people with artificial intelligence, you know. <laughs> is it going to end up like this with uh, Skynet taking over? And, you know, what's going to happen to stop this happening? Yeah, I mean... That representation is far from the truth. Actually, no, it's <laughs> it's not. And John, can you can attest to this? It's it's not quite like the Terminator. <laughs> it, it looks pretty scary, actually. You know, when you just see him. I never liked. I like the Terminator as Arnie. I don't like it so much as the you know the the machine underneath. Yeah. They just kept coming at him and stuff like that. But it was able to do copies of their voices and stuff like that. And then I was yeah. looking at another thing that was. It was, um, you know, for movie stars. So there's a TikTok channel. We'll have to bring it up and find it, where it's got like Tom Cruise. And it's sort of AI generated of Tom Cruise when he's younger. And it does little comments and stuff like that. It just looks like Tom Cruise speaking. And then they're basically saying that it's it's actually not Tom Mm -hmm. Cruise. It's actually this some sort of form of AI generated uh, software that makes it look like Tom Cruise speaking to it. It's got like 5 million followers now. So, so deep, deep fakes, fakes is where you're where getting, getting into. into. They're called. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, so they've, so done, they've this done this for many, many different things. things. It was actually, actually used on uh, America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent. Some, Some singers, singers were using it, it singing it, and they, and they would appear as one of the judges, and they looked just like the judges and things like that. So deep fake technology is really making changes. It's been in the news quite a bit lately. Uh, especially, especially since the Ukraine war has gone on. It's been used multiple times uh, trying, trying to change, to change the, the battlefield in that. that. So, so there's, there's a lot, lot on deepfake. And is Facebook involved in deepface? I don't know. <laughs> I know that there are some people that are trying to pop the thing. Um, if you look at America's Got Talent, I know it's on. That video is on Facebook. But, but I don't, I don't know, know if they, they understand, understand the whole concept, concept of it. Yeah. So, so how does it actually how did Deepface work then? I'm it takes a series of multiple videos and pictures uh, using certain words and creates the uh, voice algorithm for that user. And then when somebody speaks, it overrides what you see on the screen. It's sounding and looking just like that person. And how likely is that technology going to be coming in more and more? Are they just using it for movies and stuff like that? Oh, no, they use it for all kinds of things. Like I said, it was used in the Ukraine war saying Ukraine surrendered, 
it was postponed out. Uh, it's been used to mock uh, movie stars, politicians. Um, you can actually put off a, your home computer if you have a beefy one. So you can build you a whole deep fake uh, on a gaming PC that has at least 64 gigs of RAM. Yeah, and, and what's that going to is that's obviously going to have a massive impact to the movie business then as well because mm-hmm. suddenly people like Tom Cruise and that are never going to retire. <laughs> no, they're never going. They use it in the Star Wars series. So if you watch the um, the latest one where he's teaching Yoko, it's deep fake technology. It looks just like him. It sounds just like him. It's just not him. So, so it's actually, actually being used, used quite a bit, bit in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, let's say um, I'll bring that in just now. Let's have a look at this. We talk about mm-hmm. that right now. So that's deep face technology that they're using with, as said here, Facebook right now. Facebook mm-hmm. recognition. So this is how the Facebook recognition works. So when you come in, so you can access it coming in for your app. But then essentially this is how they actually break it down. So show, to talk a little bit more about that, guys. And what they supposed to be doing this in Metaverse with this deep fake or um, in Facebook? This is deep face 2.0. So this is like, this is basically how they break down your face recognition. So there, this is them doing it with a model, but they can actually see it from that. So this mm-hmm. is how they would basically come in from there. And from there, according to this article, this is the, the what's behind it. And then it'll just be an image of you, and they'll have essentially... 3D you know, image of you. Yeah. 3D yes. image, and they'll be able to use the 3D image of you to be able to start talking. They'll take your yep. voice, yep. everything from there. Yeah, is that how they, it works? Yes, yes. They, they use different, different pictures, pictures and things. So this is showing you that they're going to use the front, the 45 in the 90 net angles and then they can take those and replicate it into a uh oh replicate it into an ai positioning and then as they learn your voice you know people say what's your voice password what is other things like that they got you talking to somebody on the uh, Facebook call, they can use your voice and add it to this using key sounds, key languages, and then put two and two together. Yeah, so so essentially they'll be able to copy you exactly mm-hmm. because they're listening on to it. So you think of your mobile phone and, you know, I, I was, you know, watch some people talk about cybersecurity. It's like, is when you speak into your phone, is that information tracked? By somebody, or how does it work then? Like your for voice recognition. So voice recognition for a business to use that you have to give them permission, and then you have to say a series of lines, just like uh, when you set up Google or your Amazon uh, in your house. You know, all those they ask you to say phrases and things. You give them permission to use that. Um, your phone calls. Uh, they're not they're tracked. Not tracked. They, they can be, be tracked. tracked. So, so any phone can be tracked. tracked. Um, um, even, even burner, burner phones, phones nowadays are getting to where they can be tracked. tracked. But, but your, your voice, voice conversations, conversations, you know, wiretapping, wire it exists. 
they can do that, but is it done to every civilian at every given second? No. Right. That's, yeah, John, is, that's correct. I mean, it's only when there's some type of probable cause, right, of the individual engaging in something, um, some type of uh, criminality type practice. And yeah, that would warrant that, but not just your average everyday citizen. They're not, you know, tracking and recording your voices or things of that nature. Um, I was just thinking to add, John, to what you were saying with deep fakes. 2.0. I'm thinking Facebook is more utilizing it for authentication purposes of the individual who has a Facebook account, right? Um, here's here's a movie that they said to use yeah. face for yeah. Gemini. Gemini Man wasn't a very good one. I don't know if anyone's seen it. 2019. Yeah. He's obviously this is before he did the slap issue. But Will Smith. This was young Will Smith. So that was actually using deep face technology. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, yeah. basically, I was looking into that just now. So they had somebody sort of acting on it, but then they were able to essentially, in post, edit it so they were able to put a, a, a young Will Smith's face on the actor itself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So they can basically, so any video that you're watching now, they can essentially just replace someone's face with your face. Yep. yep, you can do yep. that. You can replace it with animals. Uh, it doesn't just stop at human beings, and it doesn't just stop at modern people. Um, they they just did Elvis like a year ago, so they were doing an honorship to Elvis uh, for his birthday, and they did it constantly. His songs and everything. And you can just create that as well. So, and so all this technology is coming together, guys, so fast. Yes, yeah, it's coming, it's coming together, together quite fast, fast. and it's and growing. It's, it's not, not going to stop. stop. It's going to develop, develop so much, much more and so, so much stronger. stronger. It's going to be hard to stop it in the future. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that's been great to give a bit of an insight into it today. Glad you were able to get onto the, the show itself, Daniel. That's been yes, great, yeah. you know. So yep, yep. we're working we'll from that. We'll, uh, we'll continue and going forward. You know, it was good to speak about TikTok. You know, I'll, I'll have to basically, well, I'm not going to read the terms and conditions. They're too big anyway, you know. So it's, uh, you agree to everything when you do an update, people, you know. So it's, um, we talked about that. And then we obviously talked about AI coming in and then deep face part of it. You know, for most people out there, they've got to realize there's so much written about this technology. You're already using it anyway with face recognition, just using one aspect of it. It's just the case of as you start to do this for your iPhone, yeah, look, it works. I can do my face recognition. It's like next thing you know, you know, you're 50 years younger if you're Will Smith. <laughs> so it's perfect. coming. It's I don't want them to do me when I was younger. I was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, it doesn't matter. They can just make you anything they want now, isn't it? So it's uh, we'll wait and see. So, well, thanks very much again today, guys. That's been great. Thanks for everyone who's joined us, especially from um, uh, the comments coming in. We appreciate that. Apologies to everyone on LinkedIn who signed in. Uh, never got uh, published there today. Um, we'll load up a, a version later uh, chopped into segments. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. You've been watching Boom, It's on the Blockchain. My name is Alistair Caithness. Have a nice day.